Welcome to the Coast Life Church Podcast. We exist to lead people to the abundant life in Christ. For a great way to stay connected throughout the week, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. In the, in the presence of uncertainty, in the presence of anxiety, in the presence of fear, in the presence of doubt, in the presence of worry. We need to prioritize the presence of a God who overcomes all of our fears, all of our worry, all of our anxiety, all of our doubt. We need to prioritize God's presence. Come on, would you give Jesus some praise in the room today? Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. It's so good to see you in church, Coast Life family. Anybody thankful to be in church on a Sunday morning? Before you're seated, would you help me welcome all of our first-time guests, everybody watching online? So thankful to have you with us. You guys could be seated, be seated. Today we're going to get into week two of a, of a collection. We started on the book of Esther called For Such a Time as this, and we're going to go to Esther chapter 4 in just a moment. I wanted to just say thank you to our church family for being just an incredible presence in our community. We're going to update you on some of the things that we've been doing in response to Hurricane Ian. I'm so proud, so proud of you, church. Uh, your generosity, your heart for our community, it's, it's unmatched, it's unparalleled, and I, I love you so much. We're uh, serving the community in a big way. Uh, we're doing things now, standing alongside of people who, who are displaced from the storm. And a lot of it is behind the scenes, but I want you to know that we're still working. Uh, we're still helping people and we'll share some of those stories. And thank you for being flexible. Uh, we're sticking to Sundays right now so we can allow people space and time. Uh, a lot of our, our team, a lot of our church family uh, to, to just recover from the season that, we're been, that we've been in. So thank you for, for being flexible. We'll be on Sundays for a little while. And uh, I want to just tell you, October 30th is Vision Sunday. Uh, and yeah. a, a hurricane didn't blow our vision away. Uh, we still got plenty of vision. In fact, I think it's more vital than ever that we build the church of Jesus Christ. And God did not cause a storm, but God does use every storm. And I just want to tell you, the, the vision isn't gone. It's more refined than it's ever been. It's bigger than it's ever been. And together, we're going to move the church of Jesus Christ forward. And I want to see you here for Vision Sunday. It'll be 845, 10, 1130, our service times. we got new merch dropping, y'all. Uh, and uh, the cool thing, we were, we were like, what are we going to do with it? All the proceeds are going to go towards helping with the disaster relief that we're doing. And so it's going to have a great cause to it. It's going to be a great weekend. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, for such a time, week two, Esther chapter four, verses 13 through 16. If you weren't here last week, we, the first message was it's a time for a clear identity as God's people. It's, we need a clear identity on who the people of God are and that we are the people of God. 
And we, I, I paraphrased the first two chapters of Esther and then we began in Esther chapter three that told the story of, of Haman. Haman picks a fight with the people of God. Uh, he gets support. I'm gonna go to Esther chapter four, so I'm giving you the backstory. Uh, you can trust me. If you don't trust me, you can go read it for yourself after church. Most of this will be true. <laughs> Esther picks a fight with the people of God. Sometimes you don't pick a fight. Sometimes a fight picks you. And Esther picks a fight with the, or Haman picks a fight with the people of God. He gets the king's support. I'll talk about that next week. Uh, there's, there's powers that want to leverage government to go against the people of God. Uh, he gets support from the king. The king doesn't know that Esther is from the Jewish people. So now Jew, Esther is caught in this awkward position of being a part of the Jewish people, but also being a part of the uh, a queen, a part of the government. And she has to make the choice of risking her position and her life to stand for the people of God. And that's the moment that we're in. Her and Mordecai are having a conversation between messengers in Esther chapter 4, verses 13 through 16. How'd that do? Everybody that knows the story? Pretty good, right? I was... <laughs> Pat myself on the back. Then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, do not think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether or not you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf and do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Come on, that's some incredible courage and boldness from Esther. And this week, I want to just help us with our courage because I believe for such a time as this, we need to find our courage and boldness as the people of God. And I think there's a lot of confidence. I think there's a lot of clarity. I think there's a lot of courage that comes from this simple phrase that I want to use as my title today, and that is, God knows your name. He knows who you are, and He knows your name, and you are not forgotten. God knows exactly where you're at today. I had a supplementary title called The Bold and the Beautiful. <laughs> Esther was the beauty queen pageant, and then she was bold. I thought it was funnier that you guys sucked. I just, I just... <laughs> Esther is known as the only book of the Bible where there is not a direct reference to God. So in the entire book, there's not an explicit reference to the name of God. God isn't identified in, at any part of the book. And so God isn't named, but Esther obviously is, because it's the book of Esther. God, God isn't named, but his, his favor, his grace, his goodness, his power, his strength, his providence is revealed through the book of Esther. And so God isn't named, but he's seen. And I want, to, I want to talk about how we see God. Because it's, it's challenging to us to find God sometimes. Especially when we're walking through seasons like we're walking through now. And sometimes it's, it's challenging to find God in our circumstances. And we, we have the ability, like I can see all the people in my world. 
I can see my circumstances, but sometimes it's a challenge to see God in my circumstances. And, and it's not anything new for us to, to be drawn to the things that we can see. I can see you, you can see me. It's not, it's not, it's not anything new. And I'm going to divert from Esther for a minute because Paul, Paul writes about this this issue at the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 through 7, it just shows us the humanity that we deal with and how we need to see God in some things. And Paul wrote this as there was some conflict in the church. In 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 7, he says, What then is Apollos, what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Paul, Paul, Paul planted the church. Apollos came along. Paul left to go plant another church. Apollos came along and watered the plant that, that Paul had, had made. But then Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but it was God who caused the church at Corinth to grow. By the way, any growth in a church is not the result of just simply human effort. There has to be the divine power of God to enable a church to grow. And people were, Corinth was growing because of the blessing of God. And so people were trying to promote Paul. Paul was an incredible leader. He was an incredible pioneer of the faith. And then Paul left to go pioneer again, and Apollos came in. Apollos was a very polished preacher, uh, an incredible orator. People were drawn to his preaching. And so then people started to promote Paul. Paul was our founder, our leader. People began to promote Apollos. He's, he's our preacher. And, and Paul said, I'm preached, or I, I planted, Apollo preached, but it's God who gave the increase that God's the one that brought the increase. And Paul's point is this, is that someone could plant and someone could water, but it's pointless if God doesn't give the ability for something to grow. Like I can preach, but a, preach, but a message is pointless without the presence of God. Somebody can sing, but singing is pointless without the presence of God. It doesn't have the power. And it's, it's something to understand. By the way, if you've mowed your grass in the past three weeks, you didn't make that grow. That's all the evidence that you need to have faith in God because he's the one that's causing everything around you to produce and grow. And so you got enough to go on just to have faith in God. Amen, somebody. And it's attention to to manage and to understand. Because if someone doesn't water, then God can't work. So somebody's got to water so God can work. But if God doesn't work, it doesn't matter if we water. It's, it's, it's both. And sometimes we misuse the idea of if it's God's will. Or if God, if God wants to do it. If, if, if it's God's will, it'll happen. Debatable. If God wants to do it, listen, it could be God's will, but it's our work. It could be God's will, but it takes somebody to have courage and take the risk and step into what God is calling you to do. Because courage is seen through us doing our part, because us doing our part is an invitation for God to do his part. When, when I do what God has called me to do, it's an invitation for God to get involved in my story and do what only God could do in my life. And we see God in the book of Esther because we see God through the courage of Esther, through the confidence of Esther, 
to simply step into her calling and, and doing her part to persevere God's people. Because we see God because we can see Esther. I had this thought the other day. You know, it's not called God and the ark. It's called Noah and the ark. Because God didn't build the ark. Noah did. It's not called God in the lion's den. It's called Daniel in the lion's den. Because Daniel had to be the one to take the risk and pray. It's not called God in the fiery furnace. It's called Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, the three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace. It's not called God and Goliath. It's called David and Goliath. And we shouldn't believe for a miracle on a stone we haven't thrown. Somebody has to find the courage. Somebody's got to find the faith to trust God that this is a moment for me to step into what God has for me. And if I'll do my part, I can have confidence that God's going to do his part. I can have confidence that if I throw the stone, God can do the miracle in my life. What I couldn't have done, God is able to do. But somebody has to find their confidence. Somebody's got to find courage. Somebody's got to believe God. Somebody's got to trust God. Well, we can't believe for miracles on stones that we haven't thrown. But if we throw the stone, we can have confidence that God can do the miracle. I can't receive on a seed I haven't sown. I can't get an answer on a prayer I haven't prayed. I can't get a decision and I can't get favor on a step I haven't taken. I can't get a place of forward progress if I don't take the step of faith. If God, if God doesn't show up, then it's pointless. But if I don't do it, then I'm helpless. But if I'll trust God and find courage, I can see God do the things that I never could have done on my own. And God isn't, God isn't named in the book of Esther. He's revealed in the story of Esther. Yes, he's not named. He's revealed. Second Chronicles 16.9. I love this. The Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, searching for someone, watch this, to show himself strong on their behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. What's God looking for? Looking for somebody with some courage. His eyes, his eyes are looking for people that'll, that'll just be faithful to him. And the Bible says God shows himself strong in the hearts of those who, who find their courage and their hope in him. And here's my prayer today. My prayer today is that God would show himself strong in your life and in my life. Because God isn't named in Esther He's revealed in Esther. And when people see the story of my life, I want them to see the revelation of the goodness of God. When people see my story, I want them to see a story of God's grace. He wasn't always that way, but God changed him. God helped him. That he wasn't able to do all of that by his own strength and his own might and his own ability. But there was a God that showed himself strong. And I believe there's a God right now that wants to show himself strong in the story of your life life, that the story of your life is going to be a revelation of the grace of God, of the goodness of God, of the favor of God, of the power of God, of God's might and ability, because God knows your name. He sees where you're at, and he's looking for somebody that'll find some confidence to believe and trust him. I believe today there's a God 
who wants to show himself in the story of your life. That there's a God who reveals himself through your story of your confidence and your faith in him. And there's a, there's a, a quote that you hear a lot about, about this tension about us working with God and God working with us. Like the tension of if, if we don't play our part on earth, then God can't do his part from heaven. And if we do our part, then we desperately, we don't need to think it's us that's doing it. We need to trust that God's going to respond from heaven. And there, there's a quote you hear, and it says, it says this, it says, without God, we can't, and without us, he won't, which is, is kind of true, that without God, we can't, but then it says, without us, he won't, but Mordecai gives us a third option. Without God, we can't, and then Mordecai's like, or God will just find somebody else. <laughs> Esther 4.14, he says if, tells Esther, he says, if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish, and who knows whether or not you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Listen, God's purpose and God's plan is going to be performed in the earth. It's, it's going to happen. And I appreciate Mordecai. Because sometimes I just need somebody to tell it to me straight. Like, I just need, tell me the, the simple truth. And, and Mordecai goes, hey, if you don't step into this, God will find somebody else to step into this. God, God literally has all the time in the world. He literally has all the time in the world to wait to find somebody to do his work. Uh, just in my ministry, it's challenged me over the years. I've seen churches that just diverted away from really seeking God, get, get agenda-driven or legalistic, and I've watched God wait. I've seen churches go a generation, and God will just wait, and he'll let them play their part and do what they want to do. But you know what happens? Eventually, God always gets his church back. Somebody rises up with faith and vision, and then God's like, now I got my church back. I'll move that church into the future. God got, he's got all the time in the world, but here's my prayer. My prayer is God doesn't have to look for another church. God doesn't have to wait on another generation, that he doesn't have to find another person. I pray, I pray that we will be the people of God who rise in courage in this generation, who are the church in this community that is radical in our faith, that we are the people that says, God, when you're looking throughout the whole earth, I pray your eyes find somebody who's got confidence in you. If, if God wanted to, he could work independently uh, of, of anybody that could work independently and autonomously, God could do. He's the self-sufficient one. He doesn't need us. We're not dependent. He's not dependent on us. We're dependent on him. God, God has everything he needs, but God has chosen time and time again to work relationally. That's how God operates. He operates relationally. In fact, I don't think it's a stretch to say the point of our creation is so that God could have a people who would partner with him relationally in order to advance his purpose in the world today. Why else would God create us in order to give us free will so that out of our hearts we could willingly surrender and choose relationship with him so that his will and purpose could be advanced in our lives. God works relationally. 
He's known as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And oftentimes we think of that generationally, and it's true, but the thing is, is each generationally had to know him relationally the way the previous generation knew him. God revealed himself to Abraham, and Abraham trusted him and had confidence in him, but Jacob, Isaac, had to step into that place of revelation as well. And then Jacob had to know the God of Isaac and Abraham. Does this make sense? God partners with people. He partners with people to advance his purpose. And for the book of Esther, God is seen, we see God through her radical obedience and faith to respond to his will and his purpose. God is seen through her courage and her obedience to partner with God's people and protect God's purpose on the earth. That's that's how we see, that's how God is revealed. And Esther takes this step Because she knows God. Because we obey God to the level of trust that we have in God. We obey God to the level that we know God. If we know God a little bit, we'll trust God a little bit. The more I know God, the more I'll trust God. Can I just ask you this question in this season? Is how is your trust in God right now? How's how's the trust that you have? Because the trust that I have in God is indicative of the revelation that I have of who he is. Psalms 9 and 10 says, those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. To know him is to trust him. So those who know your name, those who know your character, those who know that you're a God who provides Those who know that you're a God who restores. Those who know that you're a God that works all things together for our good. Those that know you, that really know your character, that you're a provider, that you're a healer, that you're a restorer, that you're a miracle working God, that you're a good God. Those that know you, they'll put their trust in you and they'll seek you because they know you. And for such a time as this, Coast Lake Church, We find our courage to trust in God. Because when we do our part, it allows God to do his part. But people will see God through our courage to believe and trust him. We know God because of Esther's courage, because of her confidence in him. We see the goodness of God in her story. And I want to encourage you that there's people who need to see God in our story. Listen to me, parents, moms and dads. There's a family that needs to see Jesus in your obedience. There's some kids that need to see Jesus in your confidence and trust in God. Listen to me, church family. There's some friends and there's some coworkers. They need to see Jesus in your confidence in who God is right now. Listen to me, church. There's a community that needs to see Jesus in a church that is radical in its faith, in its proclamation of the word of God, in the trust and goodness of God. There's there's people that need to see Jesus in our confidence. And Esther had to wrestle through something, and that is she, she won the beauty pageant. She got the crown. She got the palace. 
She got the position as queen. She had all the royalty and she had everything and she had to step into this moment. Is my trust in the crown and the palace or is my trust in the God who gave me the crown and the palace? Is my trust in the house and the things that God gave me or is my trust in my confidence? And what happens to my perception when what I was holding on to is risked and taken away? And Esther said, if I perish, I perish. I'm not clinging to this. I'm clinging to the confidence and hope that I have that God knows my name. He will not abandon me. He will not forsake me. He is looking in my direction. And I just want to encourage somebody, hold on to the things of the world loosely and cling to Jesus tightly because God is looking right now. He's looking for somebody that knows who he is so he can partner with them. And God knows your name. He knows your name. He's looking for somebody that will have confidence. He's looking for partnership. Who can I partner with to advance my purpose and reveal my power? And here's, here's my verse I've been camped out on for a good long while, long before we entered into the season that we're in. It's Proverbs 8, 28 and 1. And it says, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. This isn't the time to run in fear. This is the time to stand firm in faith. We, we run when we're in seasons of uncertainty. And we, we run from everything that makes a noise and everything that, that scares us. And I just want to encourage somebody. This isn't the time to run in fear. This is the time to stand in faith. This is the time to believe that he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That this is the time to believe that he's the God of Noah. He's the God of, of, of David. He's the God of Daniel. He's the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And this might actually be the time not to run from the Goliath. This might be the time to throw your stone and shoot your shot and see what God is able to do with your faith and your confidence. This just might be that time. Paul, Paul said it this way, Philippians 1, 27 through 28. He said, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Watch this and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. Let me tell you something. Your courage on display is a clear sign that your salvation is from God, that God is in our midst. And this is the time, come on Coast Life family, to stand firm, believe that God knows your name, to trust in the goodness of God, that he is a provider, that he is a restorer of what's broken, that he's never failed a generation, he's not going to start with our generation, that he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he's the God that calls people to build arcs when there's no rain, but we just trust the word of God, that he's the God that calls little boys to go and fight skilled giants, but our trust is in the name of the Lord. We trust and we have confidence that we are the people of God. And for such a time as this, God has placed us on the earth to partner with him relationally and allow him to do what only God can do. He knows your name. He'll never abandon you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never walk away from you. God knows 
your name. Come on, would you give Jesus some praise in the room? Jesus, I pray right now. I pray for courage. I pray right now that there would be a revelation of who you are that infuses somebody with confidence to believe that you are able to do all things. The radical faith to believe that with men it may be impossible, but with God all things are possible. That God's looking for me. He knows my name. He sees where I am. And I can step into his purpose. I can step into his calling. I can trust him. I trust him because I know him. Thank you for courage. Thank you for confidence that comes through the certainty of knowing who you are. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Come on, one more time. Would you give God some praise in the room? Stand, stand with me all over the room. God knows where you're at today. But here's, here's my question is, have you called on the name of Jesus? How do we receive salvation? We call on the name of Jesus. How do I receive forgiveness for my sin? I call on the name of Jesus. And here's what the Bible says. The Bible says if you'll call on Jesus' name, Jesus will write your name in the Lamb's book of life. That, that he'll add you to eternal life just simply by calling on the name of Jesus. And I know God knows where you're at today, but here's my question. Do you know God? Do you know him enough? Like, how do I know if I know Jesus? It, Christianity isn't a religion. It's not a passing thing. When I know Jesus, he has my heart. He has my soul. I'm fully surrendered to him. That's how I know I know Jesus. Today, I want to give you an opportunity to call on the name of Jesus. Maybe you've been in a place of relationship with him and Right now, you're just not in that place of knowing and trusting Him. Maybe you've never had a moment in your life where you just call on the name of Jesus. Here's what I believe. I believe as we pray this prayer, as you call on Jesus' name, God's adding your name to the book of abundant and eternal life today. Come on, Coast Life family. I want to lead all those in prayer, those online, those in this room. Today, we're going to call on the name of Jesus. And my prayer for you, the reason we're all gathered in this room is because when you leave this place, we want you to know the God that we know. I want you to know Jesus. That's the whole point of us being in this place today is that you would know Jesus. That your confidence and trust would be in Him with your whole life, your whole world. Come on, all across this room, I want to give people, and online, I want to give people an opportunity to call on the name of Jesus. Just say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my past. Wash away my sin make me a new person today I receive you as my leader and my Lord and I'll never be the same in Jesus name and everybody said amen amen come on let's give Jesus some praise here's, here's what the Bible says the Bible says if we'll confess his name before men, that Jesus will confess our name before the Father. 
And if you know Jesus today, if you just pray that prayer, maybe it's to begin a relationship with Jesus, or maybe this is a, a revival for you of beginning again with a relationship with Jesus. If today you're calling on the name of Jesus for a relationship, when I get to three, I want you to do something in this room of people. I want you to shoot your hand up and say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God of salvation. And today I'm calling on the name of Jesus. And I believe in that moment, God is shouting your name into eternity. And I believe everything changes. You ready, Coast Life family? Online, when I get to three, when I get to three, if you're praying that prayer today to begin a relationship with Jesus, if you're praying that prayer today to know God in a personal way, when I get to three, I want you to raise your hand. That's your confession of Jesus in this place. You ready, Coast Life family, online on the count of three, one, two. Come on, this is your moment. If that's you, three, three, three. Come on, give them a great hand. Say welcome to the family of God. Hey, thank you for joining us and a special thank you to those of you who give so faithfully and generously to this church. It's because of people like you that podcasts like this are possible. And you can click the link in the description to give now, or you can visit mycoastlifechurch.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, we'd love it if you subscribed, share it with your friends. So thank you for listening and God bless you.